0: Hi there. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson. Hey, hey. It's a it's a hard gig, isn't it, Hal? This is tough, man. No, I think you, listen, you guys
1: are hot right now. Mackling and McGarry are hot, red hot. You guys need to go into the corner office and say, listen, <laughs> we need to do our show every day. We need to be out there with the people every day. And maybe, you, you know, work a deal like that maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's, if you're looking for a manager, I'm available.
0: Yeah, Hal's I've got, got some to, free time now. It's Patio Palooza, <laughs> Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. This is beautiful. rooftop patio. Wow. Yeah, it's just gorgeous up here. I like it. It's going to be hard because this is our last one. I know. I'm I'm so excited that I got in under the wire. Yeah, the anchor leg. Mm-hmm. Hal Anderson, the 34th greatest Canadian, gets the anchor leg. Uh, today... We are going. We we have some Rick Springfield tickets to give away. We have two pairs actually because we forgot to do it on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday? Yeah. It's Friday. Right? Two days of forgetting. Oh, uh, we. I think we. Did we <laughs> I think we gave them away yesterday, right at the end. Yes. Oh, right. and the answer was Zoot, by the way. It oh. The he was before he became a pop star in uh, North America and a TV star here. He was in a teenage band in Australia and it was called Zoot. Hmm. The other choices were comic book heroes and the Boogaloos. So we'll give those tickets away after 3 o'clock and Dr. Cyrus is going to join us at 2.30 to talk about the big disconnect. Should we disconnect from our smartphones? But right now Hal came up with a great idea. We should talk about. Can I mention? We're approaching
1: can I? Sorry, interrupt. Can I mention before we get into that? We've got these really cool CJOB Global uh, microphones. Yep. That were given away, and if you've got a kid, your kid's gonna. Well, you'll love this too. But come and get one of these. We, we don't have many. Uh, Mike the Engineer here said he pulled them out of his bag, <laughs> and uh, and we've got a few of these, but they're really cool. They're like uh, like the Styrofoam hands from. Uh, you know,
0: a football game or whatever. That's right. Yeah. it's act- a microphone. Well, and, and because I'm so fidgety, I... Uh, works yeah, for you. This is helping
1: me out. So, sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no. August,
0: August blues. That's
1: what we want to talk about. Yeah. Because I didn't know this even existed. What is? What are the August blues? How? All right. Well, let me tell you. Uh, the August blues, uh, they say the August blues are kind of like the Sunday night blues for a month. You know? When you're going, oh, the weekend's over and you got to go back to work. The August blues are kind of like, oh, vacation's done, or, oh, man, Christmas is right around the corner, or, oh, boy, the kids are going back to school, and I haven't even started working on that. So it's the August blues, and I can see what they mean. I I feel, I'll just give you an example. I have been so happy filling in for all the different shows on CJOB this summer. Yep. But I have not been to the lake. I've been out three or four times over the whole summer. And I love the lake, so while I've enjoyed filling in, I am kind of depressed because I wasn't at the lake as much as I would like to have been at the lake. So I'm kind of bummed about that. So I got to squeeze in a few visits here before uh, you know it gets cold, right? Because my cottage is seasonal;
0: it's not yep. year round. You know, and that's that. That's what comes with August, because you know after August comes September, which yep. means the end of the line for summer. Absolutely. And I know that when I came back, because I my third, I had three weeks of summer vacation that I scattered throughout the season. I took a week in June, a week in July, and a week in August. Mm-hmm. So after the first week, I kind of thought, I don't think I, I think I should have taken two weeks in a row. Yeah. But I, I was okay because I thought, well, you know, I, I'm back on vacation mm-hmm. in three weeks, so it's no big deal. Yeah. But after, when the last week ended, and I, that was the. The signal that my vacation is over. Mm-hmm. I was a grumpy panda at work yeah. those first couple of days back. Yeah, like because I, I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, the fifteenth, sixteenth. Right. Well, you work six days a week all the time.
1: Yeah, you do news on Saturday afternoons, which yes. you know. I mean, you're a big star on the radio now. You don't have to do <laughs> six days, but you know, I'm just uh, I'm just saying. But I know you love it, and I I know you enjoy it. And that extra day lets you go golfing and do some things that maybe you wouldn't normally have the. The cash to do right i so, lose
0: a lot I lose a lot of golf balls so i need to work yeah, on saturday you gotta, shifts you gotta make sure you have
1: extra golf balls in the bag yeah <laughs> but one doctor uh in talking about august blues one doctor says i think if you haven't already this is an important time to give yourself a bit of a break and often especially with kids right we're going hard all summer and this good doctor says if you haven't yet take a break because the august blues are a real thing so i'd be curious to know if anybody out there agrees 204 780 68 hal at com. brett at com. august blues are you dealing with the august blues i tend to think there's something
0: there there and if you have you, you feel like maybe you've wasted your summer a little bit and you're right because it's i feel like if if i don't golf every week yeah like, I love it. I love to go, and it's the, it's what I look forward to most. Right. But there are times where I'm kind of tired and yeah. think I should probably just stay in bed for an extra couple hours. Yeah. But if I don't go golfing, then yeah. I've wasted a day yeah. or I've wasted an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it it, it kind of catches up as the season goes on because you we go so hard in the summer to make sure that we take advantage of yeah. the weather. Um, that it can be – it gets tiring. Summer is yeah. – it's supposed to be relaxing, but – you're in a rush to mm-hmm. make sure that you're always doing something.
1: Well, and in talking about this before the show, you made a, a great point in that our season is not all that long, right? I yeah. mean, we have to, we have beautiful summers, but man, I can't believe we're basically done. You know, we got maybe another week, or hopefully we get nice weather in September and it stretches into October a bit. That would be a bonus. But yeah, we have such a short season that it really is important to get out there and enjoy it. And if you haven't yet, as this one doctor says maybe you need to do that now because if you don't, yeah, it could set you off, uh, you know, heading into fall and then winter and you're worn down and kind of, you know, mentally drained if you haven't taken a break. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's a good a- just back to me for a second, because that's all I can go with. Right. Yeah. Me. But last summer when I was at the lake, I was at the lake nonstop. And m- while I loved it, I missed being on the radio. So I'm okay with being on the radio a lot this summer because I know that I did not enjoy not being on the radio. So I'll make that sacrifice <laughs> this year, and you know, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, well, when you have a cottage, it's hard to you because you feel like you got to get out there. Yeah, you want to get out there. Well, well you've because got because lots of your... money
1: invested, right? I mean, yeah, it's like, boy, you got to justify spending all that money on a recreational property. So
0: and and it comes with chores too. I know yes, that a couple does. of buddies when they they had cabins. They always had to run out, like, can you want to go golfing on Sunday? No, i got to run and cut the grass yep. at the cottage. Yep. It's, uh, it, it's a time commitment as well. Um, and, uh, well, even our buddy Mike Grosvenor, yep. who used to work at 680 CJOB, your, mm-hmm. your former producer, he's got a Newly cottage. Newly married, yep. Congratulations to Mike yes. and Allie. Mm-hmm. But he's got a cottage that's like four hours out of town. Yeah. So.
1: See, and then there's lots of transportation time involved. Like mine, I'm an hour door-to-door, so it's not that bad. But, yeah, if you're driving three, four hours to a cottage... Absolutely.
0: 204-780-6868 is the number to call. The August Blues! You can also text us at that number. And if you have any solutions for the August Blues, let us know. I used to, and for kids, I'm sure this is uh, this is a real thing, because I used to just, I still get heart palpitations whenever I see the back-to-school signs coming. Yeah. Because it used to drive me nuts. You'd be halfway into July And the advertisers are already pushing back-to-school stuff. Like, I just, my summer vacation just started from school, and you're already reminding me that i got to go back (laughs) to school. Yeah. So I still, even though it's been (laughs) many years since I was in school.
1: Yeah, it definitely is a stress, absolutely. Hey, we're getting some good text messages. Joan says, oh my, I get them so bad. August blues we're talking about here. I feel like I can't breathe and want to cry. I couldn't figure out what it was. I get tons done because I make myself busy to try and take my mind off it, so I suppose it's not all that bad. <laughs> Another one here, 204 780 68. Stop complaining, you two. <laughs> get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> the August Blues will soon make way for the September Booze. B-O-O-Z-E. Go Vikings.
0: That's from Mick. Attaboy, Mick. Well done.
1: Yeah. Um, what else here? I'm just kind of going through these on my uh, phone here.
0: Oh, for the Game of Thrones fans, B-Rad texted me and said, Hey, Brett, man, stop your whinging.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought it was whining. Okay, Yeah, whinging. yeah. yeah I got you. It's okay. basically whining. He says yeah, your, yeah.
0: your mouth is open, yeah. your mouth is moving, and you're <laughs> complaining, whinging.
1: Right, yeah. Okay, we got Peter on the phone, 204-780-6868. Hi, Peter.
2: Hi, how are you? Good. We have a little plaque at our cabin that says this is a place I slave for 50 weeks a year so my friends can come and enjoy it for two.
1: <laughs> That's true. That is so <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. love having people, right? But you're right. It's a lot of work, man.
2: It is. It's, it's, and then, you know, you neglect your house a little bit. You neglect the cabin a little yeah. bit. And nothing
1: everything ever goes, gets really everything done. Everything goes to heck, yeah. yeah. Hey, now, yeah. Uh, what do you think, though? August Blues? Is there anything to that or not?
2: You know, it's yes, it is, and it's kind of like going on a Mexican vacation for 10 days. The first three days you think you have forever, and then that Wednesday comes and you go, geez, I only got a couple more days left. And that's, <laughs> that's the same thing analogy. with August. Yep. Same thing with this. It's like summer's done. It's, yep. Somebody told me 60 days and we're in still. <laughs>
0: well, here, here's a you mentioned the 10 day vacation. I think that. You, if that's what you do, then you do it right, because I have done, the Mexican vacation that I took was seven days. Too short, right? Yeah. yeah, way too short. It wasn't enough, because yeah. uh, we didn't have enough relaxing time, it was just go, 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 and then we were done. And I uh, yeah, no. could have used a couple of extra days to just sort of sit back those, and relax.
2: Absolutely, those three days make all the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does. And, what about, out.
1: and what about kids? kids? Have you got kids, Peter?
2: we got three daughters, but they're all adults right now, so its uh, they're kind of on their own now. They're all grown up and moved out. Yeah, so.
0: good. All right, Peter, thanks for the call. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye-bye. 204-780-6868, do you have the August blues? Do your kids have the August blues? Do you feel like you've wasted your summer? 204 780 6868 is the number to call. It is also the number to text, and you can email hal at cjob.com or brett at cjob.com. Hal Anderson filling in for Greg Mackling. We are at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road, Patio Palooza continues. And we'll check your forecast coming up. Next. And it's Hal Anderson filling in
1: for Greg Mackling. Uh, Brett McGarry is here. We're on this beautiful rooftop patio at Santa Lucia Pizza. Santa Lucia Pizza at the corner of uh, St. Mary's and Marion. You know the place. If you had never checked it out, like, here's the deal. Just tell the boss you're going to the bathroom and hop in the car <laughs> and get down here, because uh, we've got lots of seats here for you. We're giving away these fun uh, Styrofoam uh, CGOB Global News microphones, and we would love to see you. And when's the pizza get here, Mr. McGarry? I've yeah. left you in charge of that today. Yeah, we're going to have to... see how you've been here several times. We'll flag her down shortly okay, and get good. Some, some pizza. What are we getting,
0: by the way? Uh, I think we're going to do pepperoni mushroom bacon. Is oh, that okay? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's, that's what I had the last time I had pizza here, and it yes. was just delicious. Oh, they have good... And, and great
1: pizza... But they also have really, one of my favorites here is the baked spaghetti with meatballs.
0: Some really good food here at San Lucia. They also do fried chicken here. I don't know, have you ever had? Oh, I have not had their fried chicken. Yeah, and the pieces are huge, Hmm. and the quality is really good. So if you want to try something different, because I never, someone told me that, and it really blew my mind. Like, what? They do fried chicken at San Lucia? Don't you find, though, that that's kind of the way it is? Sometimes a place you don't expect
1: to have a certain food item on the menu, and they rock it, right? Like, it's just fantastic, you know? Like, Really, they have great chicken. Yes, they have great chicken. Yeah, and 40 years. They just had the big celebration this week. Three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. 40 years for Santa Lucia here at this location. So wow. I'm excited. So they know what they're doing. Basically, is what I'm getting at. And I'm excited to be here because it is the final patio palooza, and uh, it's an honor to be here with you today, sir.
0: And uh, oh, I hopefully we'll see Ron because. Kozuzic, I think was I never did figure out how to say he was the uh, he won the $100 tab oh. at cjob.com. He won the second one. We met uh, our first winner last week, and I think Ron is supposed to come down here today. Uh, he won the contest f- for the $100 tab at cjob.com for Mackling and McGarry cool. Patio Palooza. Talking about the August blues, we're because we're kind of sad that this is the end of the line for mm-hmm. our Patio Palooza. Yeah. Getting a lot of text messages at 204-780-6868. One text reads, Oh, do I have the August blues. It is so depressing to think summer is so close to over to those moms with kids heading back to school in a couple of weeks. I used to hate the return to school. As much as my child hated going to school, I could live in summer forever. I think the the good thing, though, that comes out of it is I think we appreciate our summers so much more because they're so short. And this has been such a spectacular summer. This it might has. be the best one that I can in years. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really
1: has cuz it has here's why I've really enjoyed it because it's not stupid hot. It's not crazy crazy hot. It's been, you know, not bad. It's been it's been nice. Um, we are getting a lot of text messages here. We'd love to chat with you 204-780-6868. Uh I can't get to the one that I was reading about somebody uh, saying about uh, uh, Christmas stuff already being oh. out <laughs> oh God and how that bums them out but <laughs> I don't you think and this is too early to have I mean I understand these you know retailers need to sell stuff right mm-hmm. but come
0: on it's that- not even the end of August yet we're we're months away from Christmas well one text says I was in Safeway last week and they have Halloween candies out already oh my god I think that's a little early to be preparing for Halloween that always and seeing the Christmas decorations would drive me insane because yeah. I always get irked when I see Christmas decorations before Halloween is yeah. finished. Like, yeah. can we at least right. enjoy Halloween and then switch yeah. gears to Christmas? Yeah. Well, and then you get into the whole conversation
1: of, you know, the people that turn on their Christmas lights before Remembrance Day, you know. and uh, But you're right, it does sort of send that message. Right, For me, the start, the end of nice weather and the start of bad weather is Halloween because I sort of always gauge it, if we got snow on the ground, if we have snow on the ground by Halloween, all oh, that kind of sucks. Do we, you know, get no snow or no significant snow until after Halloween? Okay, that's you know not too bad, right? Halloween's kind of that that cutoff for me when the when I look at the weather. Yeah, yeah.
0: I uh, Halloween is one of my favorite times of year, though. Autumn is. Uh, I love fall. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I wish that a, season was a little bit longer. Throw a coat on and. Yeah. It, it tends to just be summer. And then a little bit of fall, and then winter. Yeah. So winter ends up coming yeah. a lot sooner but than But now, if, like.
1: this, if the August blues are real, and I, and I tend to think they are, well, how do you deal with them then? What do you do? Like, do you get out and do something now then if you feel like you've wasted your summer? Or, or how do you, you know, that one doctor I quoted in the story there said, you know, do something now if you haven't done something for your own mental health. but. What do you do? I guess that's what you do, eh? Just try and get out and do something.
0: Yeah, at least you if you can get out and do something, then you'll enjoy some part of the season. Yeah. Uh, I know you felt like you have wasted a lot of your summer, or maybe not so much wasted, but missed an opportunity because you've been busy at work. But we right. got a text here from somebody who says... Oh, hang on. I'm trying to get back into my phone here so I can read this text. Somebody was very pleased... Hal, being on the radio all the time, definitely cured the blues for a lot of folks. So thanks for oh, that, that's says nice. Phil. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, here's one. Oh, do I have... Did you read this one? I do did. I have
1: the August blues? Okay, I thought that looked familiar. <laughs> I thought that looked familiar. <laughs> this is challenging for an old guy like me to read on my phone here. <laughs> Thank goodness I have the uh, iPhone 6 Plus. I've got the... Although you just showed me yesterday. It's not that much bigger. I've got an LG G6, and it basically has the same the screen real estate. screen is the same estate. size, right? Yeah. Well, that was a waste of money. We oh, now I'm bummed out. Now I've got the August blues. <laughs> I've got the August blues about the money I spent on my phone. <laughs> Where's the pizza? I need the pizza. <laughs> uh,
0: Deb, Deb pointed out another reason why we have the Augie blues. The days are getting shorter. Well, that's true. Yes, no, that's absolutely true. That's a good. When
1: that starts to happen, you're like, oh man, yeah, time is uh, definitely kind of running out on this. Absolutely
0: after Global News at 1.30, we are going to meet a couple of interesting uh, entrepreneurs. Sylvia Marusik, who is a name you might remember. Uh, She's been on our radio station many times. She used to have a show on our radio station. And she uh, phoned me the other day and said, I went to this place called the Painter's Cafe. And we're going to tell you about that. I think they just walked in. We're going to tell you about that after Global News at 1.30 on 680 CJOB. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson, Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. It is the final week of Patio Palooza. We've been here every Friday for the last couple of months, and it has been spectacular, and it's a spectacular day to close it out. And this next segment, Hal, I'm really excited because I got a phone call the other day from Sylvia Marusik, mm-hmm. who used to have a show on 680 CJOB, and she's been a frequent guest over the years. And whenever she calls to pitch something, I, I know it's going to be good because she's given us a couple of good guests. And she yep. says, listen. I went to this place called the Painters Cafe the other day, and I had so much fun, and they were, these women who run it are so great, I think you should have them on the show. So cool. I said, done. I reached out to Michelle Zerbin and Angie Zerbin, and they, oh, Zerbin, Zubrin. 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 I was, was
1: going to ask how you say your <laughs> yeah. last name. Those no, kinds of names always make me you know. I
0: was trying to go off memory, and I, I got so it Zubrin. wrong. So it's
1: Zubrin.
3: Zubrin. I have
0: it, I have it say, it's, it says Zubrin on my sheet. I just got it wrong.
3: <laughs> It always happens. No, actually. it's
0: my, I, I can read, I just didn't read there. So, <laughs> hey, Michelle and Angie, thank you so much for coming down today.
3: And thank you for having us on the show.
0: The Painter's Cafe, first of all, where is it situated?
3: We are situated on Plessy, 2089 Plessy, right at the intersection of Plessy
4: Road and Grassy Boulevard.
0: What is, And Angie, what is the Painter's Cafe?
4: Oh, the Painters Cafe is a dream come true for us. It's a creative place where we sell painted furniture. We sell custom hand-painted signs. We have a studio in the back where people can learn how to paint the furniture themselves. We have lots of classes where we teach them different techniques on how to use the chalk paint. They. We also have a wonderful lineup of Pinterest projects coming up. It's a a place where ladies are when they come and take a tour of our place they just love the studio they can't wait to bring their friends and sit there and enjoy an afternoon of painting projects and learning how to paint with the chalk paint
3: Friday nights is our version of paint night so it's like come on in you don't have to have a lot of experience. We supply you with a functional, fun piece that you can paint and take home with you.
1: I was going to ask you that. So so if I c- want to just come, I don't need to bring anything. If I've got an old piece of furniture that I want to fix up, I'm welcome to bring it. But if not, you guys have stuff for me to buy and, and paint and clean up and fix up. Is that how it works? That's correct. That's cool. That is, that is great. And the
4: cool thing about this paint is that you do not have to... Sand, strip, or prime your furniture before you start painting. Oh, wow, I'm you in. Paint right. <laughs> That's the hardest part. Right. You paint right over the varnish any old painted furniture already. People are going and buying particle board furniture and uh, really cheap quality furniture and giving away grandma's great old quality I know, furniture.
1: I know. I know. And it's, it's heartbreaking, isn't it?
4: Yes. And yeah. all it needs is a coat of paint and Right back into their home decor. It's just perfect.
0: Thepainterscafe.com is their website, and when you go to it, the first thing you see is uh, a picture of what the cafe looks like. And it's you've got all these old, these needle signs. Like, where did you come up? Where did you get your hands on all this stuff? Like, you've got one that says uh, Sheriff's Office, for example.
4: <laughs> well, I've been a graphic designer my whole life. Okay. And uh, Pinterest is a huge interest for me. So I go in there and I hunt around for great ideas and my passion is to paint rustic signs on old barn board. We have lots and lots of cabin sign requests and also my own ideas. Like I had to quit my full-time job because my head was going to explode. I needed <laughs> to get out and get these ideas painted. So. Sheriff's office is just one of my own things out of my head, but there's so many great ideas that people come in and say, "I'd like a sign for my cabin. I want to." And so you'll
1: do the custom work for them as well if they aren't uh, artistically inclined. Oh yes, it's
4: all hand painted. There's no vinyling.
3: There's no stenciling. It's all hand painted by Ange. Wow. All of the furniture is solid wood, one of a kind yeah it's it's a lot of fun it truly is
4: so if people have an idea I'll design it on the computer and then send them a proof through email and it's just an okay process and then uh, and then I get cracking with painting hmm.
1: Wow it right now cool. I've got
4: to paint a Beatles themed furniture which I am just dying to do what's that I have to do uh, one of my clients wants a a beautiful old dresser For her rec room, and she wants it Beatles themed. Really? So I'm going to um, put a large Beatles picture on the top and then do the Beatles logo on the front and distress it blacks and grays and... All that fun stuff. Now, this can't be
1: inexpensive, though. I mean, is it significant uh, amounts of money to get you to do a piece like that, uh, Angie? Or huge money? Come on. (laughs) No,
4: but (laughs) I know the worth my time. I know the work
1: that goes into (laughs) stuff like this. So I'm just trying to trying to get a sense of what kind of cost is involved because this is a lot of
4: work. It is a lot of work, but it's it's very cheap for a person to buy the paint on their own and work on their projects at home gotcha we've had great success with our classes where women will come in and look at me with blank eyes and then by the end of the class they are excited because they get the the gist of how to work with chalk paint so
1: you're there to advise them and help them along the way and
4: absolutely yes and the chalk paint I could I could cover an entire china cabinet with one can of paint and that's what surprises people is the longevity of how long the paint goes for, and it's right. really easy and lots of fun and super addictive. So the paint
0: nights that you have, then, how do they? Uh, what's different between what you folks do or, or host versus the, these wine and paint nights that have become kind of a, well, a trend in recent years?
3: Well, th- what we're looking to achieve is our paint nights are Fridays, and. They are different than, I I guess, like a paint-by-number. We're just bringing in a new medium. We're bringing in wood, wood projects, Mm -hmm. uh, functional pieces. Like, we'll have a a tote wine rack that you can put a couple glasses in there and a bottle of wine. And we paint it all up, and they have fun with it. And uh, we have, for the fee, you can drink my coffee, you can drink my pop, you can maybe even have a glass of wine in there we'll see how that goes (laughs) but it is it's just more or less you and your fun and your girls come on in and uh, either book the full night for eight girls or sign up and every every week we have a different project so it's if you can't make it for this day but we're having a wine rack on the first of um say the first friday of october but it doesn't come back up until first friday of december But it's going to repeat itself so everybody has an opportunity to learn something new and take home something new it's not going to be the same thing every week we want to keep it fresh
1: and you've been saying gals a lot or women a lot are guys (laughs) coming too or is this primarily women that are coming to to enjoy your place
4: well we had one guy come to our chalk paint class and his project was significantly different than all the ladies all the (laughs) ladies had beautiful little beachy looking projects (laughs) and really sweet and everything but uh, forgive me, Chris, he <laughs> painted something red and black and it was a box and it looked like you, you, the devil would keep your heart in there. And he was, so, <laughs> he was so happy with it and it just looked evil, but he was so
1: proud of it. Yeah, well, that's great. So that's that's good. Now, do you have any fear at all when somebody brings in an old piece, right? and you guys start painting and maybe it's like, oh, that's the worst thing you can do. It's an antique, it's worth thousands of dollars. Have you had any experiences like that?
4: The best part about this paint is that you cannot make a mistake because even if you've painted and waxed it and you hate it, you start all over again. You you can paint right over what you've done and start over again.
3: When it comes to the antiquing side of that part, the price, yes, we've had a few people go, oh, why are you doing this? But you know what? That's not our... No, I understand. Yeah. I,
1: I understand completely. You're it, Listen, maybe that person's not into antiques, and they've right. got a vision for what they want that yeah. piece to be. I understand completely. I was just curious right. if you've had people say that to you, because there are some oh. people out there that go, why are you painting this, you know, 100-year-old dresser, right? right.
4: Absolutely. We we I've got that quite a bit during my lifetime, yeah. and I have to tippy-toe around the mm-hmm. antique lovers, mm-hmm. because they think it's just horrific that yeah. I've painted yeah. over it. But then I say to them, you know what, right now, this is the thing to do where you want that beautiful solid piece in your home, but that wood color just doesn't look good, but it would look great, white or distressed. Yeah. And you know what, down the road, just strip it and put it right back to its right. uh, antique bones yeah. because it's still there underneath.
1: hmm i love it painters cafe i'm gonna check this place because i love that kind of stuff you know uh my wife and i once in a while would try to try to find different things to do you know so we'll go paint pottery for example like you know in one of those places Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what this strikes me as but Mm -hmm. way more interesting because you're going to take home this really cool piece right that's right Mm -hmm. that's
3: right i love it i'm also the chief construction I build all of our projects. All right. So we're putting together a huge area that if the event you want to walk in and you feel like painting, but you didn't bring anything back from home, I have all pieces of raw wood and projects that you can buy
4: and take it into the back.
3: She's always
4: got to tell everyone she's the chief carpenter. Well, I am.
1: (laughs) Well, that's okay. Boy, are you guys sisters? You can just uh, if somebody tuned in right there, they're going, "Oh, Brett and Hal are talking to sisters." Oh, (laughs)
4: and she's fifty-one percent. I'm forty-nine percent. If you have to know. Right. So whenever she needs to make tough decisions, comes to me. We're getting the business (laughs) breakdown now. We're going to make T-shirts. Fifty-one percent, forty-nine (laughs) percent because she has to remind me that all the time. Oh, oh, right. Here it goes.
1: You know what? Maybe you guys want to stick around. We have Dr. Cyrus coming on the show. Uh And uh, maybe he can help work uh, through this for you guys. I don't know. Just a thought. We're always (laughs) laughing
3: every day. We're always having something to laugh about, which really keeps the momentum going. Lots of ideas. We're just starting. We've just barely scratched the surface of what we can do. We're really looking forward to the Christmas time already. We've already got things planned every Every month we're gonna have a one theme night, so say for instance it's Jets Kickoff. We'll get maybe parents coming in and they want to do a Jets kind of thing. Maybe i will yeah. look into the copyright infringement. Right, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> regardless, like Mother's Day, <laughs> yeah. we'll all come in and build a or, or paint a Mother's Day flower box yeah. or toolbox or Father's Day, things And like you guys this. have
1: only been doing this for a few months, right? like Correct. It hasn't been very long, so have you seen a lot of people come back, have a really good time and come back again?
3: Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah,
1: because that's a great sign, right? If you're seeing that, I would say you're on to something, yeah. obviously. We, we really,
4: really want it to... We really want it to be a happy place for somebody yeah. to come in, enjoy the, enjoy themselves, have lots of fun in the studio, be creative, and a lot of the projects that you want to do at home but don't know where to start, come and do it at our place. Right. We'll have projects yeah. ready, and your husband doesn't have to cut a pumpkin out of wood and beg right. him to do this yeah. or that. Or,
1: or get mad yeah. at you because you're doing it in the living room <laughs> and what a paint gets on the That's floor. Right, and, right yeah. <laughs>
4: Also
3: speaking of the paint itself, just to let you know that the fat paint is our brand, is called Fat Paint. It is a chalk based paint. Totally low VOCs. Non toxic. Non toxic. You can drink it, I wouldn't recommend it, but that's good. Gross. It's totally (laughs) everything is eco friendly. Have
1: you tried it? (laughs) All of our
3: products is local and or Canadian. So we want to keep it as local as possible. We're yeah. trying to encourage the upcycling, recycling.
1: Well that's a whole other thing that we haven't gotten into uh, <laughs> yeah. yet. But that's you're you're taking something that would might end up in a landfill, you're reusing it, and Correct. Yeah, so it's uh, fantastic. Yeah. We gotta
0: pause for a moment, we've got to check our forecast. Uh, so we'll, when we continue the conversation, if we still haven't asked you like what made you decide to to st- Uproot your life, so to speak, and right. start over. So we'll get into that. We do have to check the forecast though. Michelle and Angie Zubrin are from the Painters Cafe at Grassy and Fussy's and their website, the Painters Cafe. Com. We will continue our chat with them after we look at your forecast, up next. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson at Santa Lucia Pizza, Patio Palooza. It's our final Patio Palooza for the season. We've been on the rooftop patio every Friday in July and August. And our guests are Michelle and Angie Zubrin. They are sisters who own and run The Painter's Cafe, which is located at Plessy and Grassy, their website, thepainterscafe.com. You just opened up, right? Like this summer,
3: Michelle? We had our grand opening June 24th to be exact.
0: Wow, so what did you do before the Painters Cafe?
3: I worked uh, at more of an administration position uh, for a couple of different companies, but you know, I've always had a dream having my own company, my Mm -hmm. own little small business. I always joke around and say I'm a better employer than an employee, so this is where I'm at. And it's like a little dream come true. And to have my sister beside me to work with me on this, I couldn't do it without her. She couldn't do it without me. So it's a perfect little union.
1: Yeah, and Angie, you're a graphic designer, uh, right? By by trade, that's what you do. And I mean, that's hot right now. I mean, you know, I'm sure you gave up a lucrative career to do this, taking your talents now and doing it in a different way.
4: Well, that's for sure. I told my husband, um, I've been a okay. I've been a graphic designer since I graduated from Red River College in 1989. Right. And every day I would go sit in the beige cubicle in the corporate office and rot at the computer. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was very creative. But then I would go home, race home at night in the evenings and weekends and paint furniture and signs. And I have all these ideas exploding in my head, and I said to my husband, if I don't do this full time. Yeah. I'll just feel like I haven't lived. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> so for you though. It sounded yeah. serious no, like, enough for him to say okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you're following that passion in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's uh and to do it with family. Now, what's that been like, guys? Honestly, you're joking around here, you know, 51 49% 51% and your sisters, I'm sure there are days where you go, "Oh man, I I don't know if I can carry on working with her," but then, you know, you love each other, you're sisters. How's that been?
4: Well, why I think it's great is because we're so brutally honest with each other. And we've always had the relationship where if we get mad at each other, we don't hang on to that. Um, right away, within 30 seconds, we're okay. Done. we're, okay. Move yeah, on. we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No grudges, no nothing. It's wonderful.
3: Like, we've been together nearly 24-7 for the last three months, getting it running and grand opening. And I've yet to say, that's it. I, I'm done. I'm, I'm so far from that. In fact, on my way to, uh, to our store, I'm thinking, I have to make this work because if I have to work for somebody else, you might as well just, uh, that's it. I wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah. the
4: only thing different between us Uh-oh. is that, <laughs> okay, I'm the right side of the brain, she's the left side of the brain, right? She's business, I'm creative, and... I so, can paint too, but I'd rather you guys know. need a
1: show on CJOB. That's <laughs> what needs to happen here.
4: But like, okay, so if I get started, I'm like Pigpen, right? I, oh. I've got everything going on and whatever. And she's so anal; she's got to like, she's got to like follow behind me with the dust pad, <laughs> and clean up, and wash the brushes, and give me sh. Shiz- yeah, careful. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: you guys shouldn't have a radio show.
4: <laughs>
3: I am so. Uh, OCD organized, <laughs> and if I see that there's a brush but out see, of the but see that works
1: though, oh, right? I, uh... It works for you guys.
4: Yeah, she's always getting yeah. mad at me, but then we then I
3: punch her in the head and everything's good.
4: <laughs> so
0: before we run out of time, one yeah. of the things that I wanted to point out that Sylvia pointed out too is is the 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 benefits towards mental oh. health in in coming to the painter's cafe and taking part in this stuff i never would have thought about that but she said that uh, it's really important can you talk a little bit about that
3: certainly um really crafting of any sort is a release and it actually promotes a well-being it releases endorphins it you just kind of take away from the world and you stop and you start
4: painting whatever project it may be you kind of Lose time. Yeah, that's what Sylvia said, and that right. was so important that you just you, you forget the you world know. and you
3: just feel really good about everything again. You just like all of a sudden say, like, I just did something. I feel great about this. It's it's a stress release. It's excellent for your mental acuity because you are doing a hand to uh, brain process. But you're you escape the world
4: for a little bit of time. Plus, you get to come in and listen to music and listen to us sing and dance and have fun in the studio. its We really want it to be a happy yeah. place.
0: ThePaintersCafe.com is the website. Michelle and Angie Zubrin are sisters. They run the Painters Cafe, which is once again located where, Angie?
4: The corner of Grassy and Plessy. Out in the heart of Transconia. I was just gonna
1: say the heart of T Town. And I
4: can't believe how many Transconians come in and they are just like waving the flag. They're so excited. Oh, yes. yep. I'm gonna we're gonna change we gotta put a pink flamingo I think in our logo. There you go. <laughs> rustic. Pink flamingo. A rustic. <laughs>
3: Uh, The phone
0: number as well is 222-5340. Again, that's 222-5340. Email info at thepainterscafe.com. Michelle and Angie, what a pleasure it's been meeting you. Best of luck, guys. Thank you so
3: much. Thank you again.
0: Global News at 2 o'clock is coming up next. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson. Santa Lucia Pizza, Patio Palooza continues for one final week. The pizza's here, Hal. That is some good
1: saw, man. I'm telling you, I just uh, wolfed down a piece and... uh, my stomach's saying no, but every other part of me is saying yes. <laughs> so I'll be having some more of that. That What is that? That's bacon? Just pepperoni mushroom bacon. Oh, that's a good, that's a good pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Santa Lucia. The last patio palooza, which is kind of sad, but you have time to get down here uh, and enjoy. So our next guest, uh, joining us on the phone, because he's so darn busy. He was invited to join us here, but he couldn't, is Chef Peter Fair, from Gourmet Inspirations, hello, Chef Peter, how are you today?
5: Hey, Hal, how are you? I'm doing well.
1: Excellent. So, uh, I wanted to get you on while I'm uh, here on Mackling and McGarry, and I was telling Brett all about you. Uh, just yeah. let everybody know, one of the top ten new food companies, you were recently named one of the top ten new food companies. Again, congrats on that, and tell us a bit about yeah. it.
5: Thank you so much. That happened, uh, yeah, back in May. It's uh, There's an industry magazine called Food in Canada, and they uh, release a list of, top 10 new companies in canada every year and uh, i was chosen to be a part of that list this year so it happened out of the blue and i was super shocked and flattered and honored and so it was uh yeah it was definitely awesome so
0: well peter what is gourmet inspirations
5: uh so i'm a chef by trade and gourmet inspirations is a gourmet sauce company so i have a line of sweet and savory sauces uh Three kind of main sauces on the savory side, and then a brand new uh, dessert one I brought out last year, which is a salted caramel whiskey.
1: Does that not sound good? Salted yeah. caramel yes. whiskey. Yes. Wow. And it's
5: awesome on the local Cornell cream ice cream. So. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, that's kind of
1: why you're joining us this time. You were on my show, Hal Anderson Weekends, recently, and we talked right. a bit about that and some other stuff. But this is why I wanted to get you on this time. You're mm. You're kind of partnering up with a bunch of great Manitoba and Winnipeg food companies, Right. Or, or, or creators of certain foods, and you're saying, "Hey, there's still enough summer yeah. left to yeah. enjoy some of these great products." You mentioned the ice cream there. Rattle off the list yeah. for us.
5: Sure. So yeah, there's the Cornell Cream ice cream, and they're all uh, farmed, uh, uh, dairy farm to the uh, to the freezer kind of ice cream. And we got uh, Prairie oils and vinegars that are. They have their shop in Winkler and Steinbach. Uh, we got Danny's Whole Hog, which uh, almost everyone in Manitoba knows about. He does uh, a line of pulled meats, so he has the turkey. Uh, pork, and then he brought out beef in the last year or so. Uh, and then Crampton's uh, Market on Waverly and Bishop—they have a line of food products as well, so they do a bunch of different pickles and salsas and stuff. And then uh, we got Smack Mustards, which are locally crafted gourmet mustards.
1: My my my, uh, my uh, wife loves the mustards. She grabbed yes. one a while ago, and she goes back and gets it again and again yeah that's really that's good awesome. stuff yeah, so yeah. why do we have do we have more companies like this food companies yeah. here
0: is it yeah, kind of an unusual of them
5: yeah yeah i mean uh i belong to the food and beverage uh manitoba association and they say that 80 uh, percent of their members are actually newer startups so we've got a lot of newer food companies uh emerging in manitoba and and uh yeah and i love to just connect us all and uh and there's Power and collaboration, and so I just want to bring us all together and showcase and tell Manitoba of, of the awesome food and beverage products that exist here in the province.
0: Now, Peter, I have a confession to make. Uh, I As we started the segment, bells right. started to ring. I thought this sound this all sounds awfully familiar. So I just did a quick search of my email. You right. and you probably remember this. I hope you do. You were on our show. Back in April. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. It was, yeah, Peter, it was Peter and uh, and Corey Poon <laughs> from Sweet Sea Bakery. That's right. And that was for the hosting
5: Winnipeg, I think. So.
0: Yeah. So and um, one of the things that we we had you on for a specific topic, which we didn't even end up getting to because we were so right. interested in learning about your businesses. Uh, right. But I understand that you uh, you had a farm upbringing, and that's kind of kind of helped you with your. Uh, just your business yeah. drive and the business in general. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah, for sure.
5: Yeah. So yeah, I grew up on the farm. We always had fresh produce in the garden. My dad raises beef, and uh, so I I always grew up with fresh and local and uh, and the best kind of thing. And then when I moved to the city, I realized, wow, I don't, I can't have cows in my backyard. And um, <laughs> but I but I tried, uh, and I was like, but I can create a food product that I can develop and sell that uses local products and to be able to kind of bring the the rural to the urban kind of thing. So and uh, to, yeah, give people, people an opportunity to keep eating fresh and local. So,
1: Which is a great idea. You know, I'll just kind of play negative Nelly here for a second. That costs more. Right. That's expensive, yeah.
5: right? Yeah. Is that true right. or not? Uh, well, I'll say yes and no. It depends. Uh, you have different options. Like, I mean, uh, different markets would have different price points on stuff, and obviously you can grow your own produce in your garden, which would cut costs. And uh, my thought has always been, too, like if you can find yourself a connection Often, I find outside of the city, your costs can often be a little bit less. So, find yourself a butcher outside of the city or some uh, produce farmers that could sell you produce maybe at a bit of a lower price. So, so I find outside of the city, sometimes the prices are a bit lower. Um, so, yeah, it all depends on where you're shopping, I would say.
1: Sure. And, and yeah. you know, we're all busy, right? Everybody's busy, sure. busy. Go, go, go these days. And yeah. I mean, yeah. it, but if it's important to you, and I guess it should be, uh, if it's right. important to you, you make the time and you find those contacts, right? Yeah.
5: For sure, yeah,
0: exactly. Peter, the uh, we've talked about this before. We talk about it a lot on on this particular program. The Mm -hmm. the drive for local, the 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 sort of the this movement towards what buying local, eating local, drinking local. It just continues to to gain steam what do you think yeah. is uh, continuing to to fuel this and help it grow
5: um, well specifically in food what I find is people want to know where the food is coming from they want to meet the producers of the products to meet the farmers and so they really yeah people want to know where their food comes from I think is the basis of it um, and that yeah that's what people want to do I think and and I think people are realizing too that to keep your dollars local is just good for the economy so I think it's kind of multiple facets of why people do it, but I think first and foremost is that people just want to know where their food's coming from.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, and more and more it seems, I don't think that's just a Winnipeg or a Manitoba thing, I think that's everybody everywhere now is just deciding that, hey, it's important what we put in our mouths, this is, uh, you know, this is, uh, and, and, you know, I've had to make some changes in my life when it comes to the food I eat, and you know what? You feel better, you have more energy. I mean, it goes on and on, right?
5: Yeah, for sure, exactly. So, yeah, Peter, what's your...
0: Just, uh, sorry, to, sorry to, I, I interrupted you there. Go ahead.
5: I uh, just saying I'm uh, just like, grateful and uh, and proud to be a part of this industry and grateful for the local support, and I uh, can't ever uh, say that enough. So I really appreciate all the support that Manitobans have uh, given Gourmet Inspirations as well as all the other Manitoba food companies.
0: So what's next for Gourmet Inspirations?
5: Uh, what's next? Uh... Actually, an exciting project is coming up on the horizon. Uh, Danny's Whole Hog and Gourmet Inspirations are going to be doing a co-branded project shortly, so stay tuned for that. We'll be releasing probably in the next couple of months a new product that will have both myself as Chef Peter and Danny from Danny's Whole Hog on it. So.
0: Great. Well,
1: keep it up. I don't know how you have time for it all, Peter. I really don't. It's uh, <laughs> crazy. Like I, I felt mad saying, hey, why don't you join us at uh, Santa Lucia crazy. today? And you're like, man, I'd love to, but I can't. I don't know how you yeah, have time yeah. for it all.
5: But uh, yeah, <laughs> good for good. you, man. Good for you. you have to well, web- thanks for the call. What's your website? Uh, gourmetinspirations.ca. Very good. And Chef Peter. And we're on Peter. Instagram and Facebook as well.
0: All right. I, I'm going to add you on Instagram right now in case I haven't done that already. So... Hey Peter, before you go, let me one other thing I did want to talk about.
1: Talk a little about a bit about your Mennonite background and the importance of that in in your food creation uh, career. Huh?
5: That's uh, interesting perspective. I don't know if I've ever been asked that question before. I would say like I do a little bit of catering on the side as well, so that's another thing I do. And I find uh, I definitely bring in my Mennonite heritage into that. So I love doing Mennonite buffets. I do pierogies with cottage cheese in them, uh, farmer sausage, and the the cream gravy, which they call schmontfat, and so I love doing that kind of stuff. And then, and in my sauces, uh, they're more—I don't know if my heritage would play into it as much. I mean, yeah, the product itself doesn't, but I mean, I would say like I grew up with a strong work ethic, and you know, just like valuing uh, integrity and like so, just more the business ethics and practices would definitely uh, would would involve uh, values that I grew up with. So. Yeah, right. What's the
1: whiskey one again?
5: Uh, it's a creamy peppercorn. That's got to, yeah, no. Oh, the, there's two of them. There's a yeah. salted caramel. There's a salted caramel for the dessert one, and there's yeah. a creamy peppercorn whiskey. So
1: Right. Th- those must be just flying off the shelves, huh?
5: Yeah, they're my top sellers, and the salted caramel I brought out last year, and it's already becoming my best seller. So, um, yeah, you can find it at Save on Foods in Red River and in DeLuca's.
0: Peter, when I went to your Instagram, I was reminded that uh, you got to put your stuff in the Academy Awards yeah. 2017 swag bags. What did you put right. in there?
5: Uh, so I did the salted caramel, and uh, it got awesome reactions. People loved it, and uh, and we were down in Hollywood, but it was amazing. There's quite a few Canadian uh, celebrities there as well, uh, either from Toronto or Vancouver, and they're just like, "Yay, Canada! Canada's here!" kind of thing. So, cool.
1: <laughs> any celebrities uh, make a point of contacting you about any of your products, or? Um,
5: No, not specifically. There's definitely like, PR firms and different firms that reach out, but no uh, specific celebrities, no. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, you never know. Well, listen, (laughs) congrats
0: on all your success, and uh, thanks for
1: taking a few
5: minutes with us here, Peter. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Have a great day.
0: Peter Fair, Chef Peter Fair, owner of Gourmet Inspirations. Once again, the website, gourmetinspirations.ca. And he is, as you mentioned, also on social media like Instagram, for example. We are going to pause. We're at Santa Lucia Pizza st mary's road it is the final week of patio palooza we're still waiting to see if ron kazuzek is going to make his way down here he won himself a hundred dollar tab to join us on the rooftop patio he got that at cjob.com so congratulations to him and we're going to look at your forecast coming up next (laughs) i knew this was going to happen
1: yes we're at santa lucia and yes we're enjoying pizza Mm, and it's good.
0: I'm choking on mine.
1: Yo, it's okay. I got it. I got it, buddy. I got it. <laughs> Hal Anderson for Greg Mackling. Sunny and 26 this afternoon. Kind of windy. 15 overnight tonight. We'll see cloud rolling. Mainly cloudy tomorrow, high 22. And then on Sunday, sunny and 28. We're still at 24 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I got a mouthful of pizza. here. Drinking the last little bit of your water there with a straw sound and oh boy, a lot of food on the show today. Hey, eh? we had like Chef Peter. Yep. And uh, what else? We were talking about something else that was food on the show. This is fantastic. This is a great gig. I can't believe this is ending for you guys.
0: Yeah, Santa Lucia Pizza, Patio Palooza, St. Yep. Mary's Road. It is. We've been here every Friday on the rooftop patio for the last couple of months, and it is coming to an end at 4 p.m. today. Uh, the pizza we've got here, pepperoni, mushroom, bacon, is sensational. Dr. Cyrus is. hey, Dr. Cyrus, if you want a piece of pizza, you can have some pizza. So um, today obviously is a is a good it's not just patio palooza day though Hal. no it's a know, bunch of stuff today actually i know you uh, you you've always got uh, your finger on the pulse well, of the various days that are yeah, out yeah
1: i know this is sort of silly i'm sure some people roll their eyes when i do this stuff but i like to know if yeah, there's a day for everything these days right and so i kind of like to look at the list and so today is brother's day okay today is international bat day <laughs> what <laughs> i think it's the ones that fly around not the ones you Not hit a, a baseball ball with, bat yeah. okay uh, it's kiss and make up day today, so if you're fighting with somebody, kiss and make up day today. Okay. Uh, it's Park Service Day. It's uh, National Whiskey Sour Day. Ooh, that's a
0: delicious cocktail. It's not a be- It's an old school drink, yeah. uh, But I think it's starting to make a comeback. Yeah, you know who do- does really? Uh, oh, I-, I can't remember the name of the place now. But if they put egg whites in it, then that that's a sign of in a, a whiskey
1: really- sour. Yeah.
0: Huh. Because it it, it fluffs it up a little bit. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that one. Yeah. Uh, World Daffodil
1: Day today, if you like daffodils. And it is... Second-hand wardrobe day. Now, do you would you ever go and buy uh, something worn by somebody else and wear it, uh, Brett, or
0: not? Yeah, I have. You know? I mean, mo- yeah. most of it's, mostly I've done it for, for costumes and stuff, right. like Value Village and mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah. yeah, I would do it. If, uh, if there was something that was nice, why not?
1: Until recently, I really couldn't because, <laughs> you know, there aren't too many people out there house size. I'm getting a little smaller, and so it's getting a little easier for me. But, yeah, listen, a lot of... And I, uh, when filling with uh, for Jeff Courier one day, we were uh, taking calls from people who were commenting on um, all the great deals they got. I think it was thrift store day, and we were talking about that, me and my days again. But we're talking about that, and people were commenting, and, and the great deals they found out. One woman phoned up and said, I got for $50 a pair of shoes and name. I, you know, the women out there will know the name. I don't know the name. But the shoes were like retail two grand and she paid 50 bucks for it. Come on. Yeah, and still the tag on them. Yeah. So you can find some good deals out there. uh, Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, you want to know a couple other things that caught caught my eye here today? Yes. I see that Green Day is reissuing Nimrod on vinyl for the 20th anniversary. Remember, we were just talking about vinyl coming back. Yes. Which is kind of cool. And I started this conversation, and I'll just quickly ask you now. Do you miss, like, an album or a CD? Like, yeah. or, you know, it's all downloading and streaming now.
0: Do you miss being able to read the liner notes on a disc or...? Uh, Kind of. I mean, I know you can still go out and buy CDs, and you can yeah. still go out and buy v- records. I mean, Movie Village on Osborne... Uh, Into the Music v- yeah. and the
1: Exchange is another good spot. Yeah,
0: Sunrise Records just recently opened back up in uh, the malls, and they, they push a lot of the vinyl. So you can, but the, the convenient Like, I don't... Do that. I just all anytime I want to listen to music, I just stream it. Yeah. So I love the instantaneous. Like, oh, I want to listen to a song. Bang, it's there. I don't and
1: have it to. is really easy and great. But there is something about sitting down. And now we listen to songs. Rarely do we listen to albums anymore, right? Yeah. Even Rain Maida on the show yesterday, they did an EP. They did like four songs. They don't sit down and do 12, 13 song albums anymore.
0: Yeah, I think they. They. It's rare. There is. Uh, I think as far as that goes, I think they the EP. Sort of like it was an initial release, and I believe there might be a full-length album coming. Oh, really? Later, okay. but the way that they did it was—it's uh, just—it's so different from yeah. just 20 years ago. Like yeah. 20 years ago, you just—you—they they release an album, it comes out in one form, and that's that. Yeah. But now you have to be pushing these multiple platforms and doing it in sort of digital stages, so yeah. to
1: speak. Well, and you made this point too. These artists don't make as much money on discs in their music anymore. They make their money touring. They make their money selling tickets to people sitting and watching their show and to the merch, the merchandise that you can buy at a show.
0: The merchandise, yeah, there's so much merchandise out there for all these artists and the touring, like the the example that Alan Cross gave us, and just in case you didn't hear it earlier this week, Guns N' Roses made 40, I think it was in 2016, they made $44 million. And of that, as far as record sales go, record sales only contributed $662,000 wow. to that take. Not that they they haven't made any new music, right. so I guess that's actually not bad for yeah. for a band that hasn't released anything in a long yeah. time. But they're making yeah. a lot of money on their tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, and
1: you're going to Phantom tonight, right? The Phantom of the Opera tonight. Yes. I made the mistake of saying to my mother-in-law the other night when she was going with my wife, I said, oh, I see that you can actually buy merch at the show You can buy a Phantom of the Opera pajama set. (laughs) I thought you were going to say mask. So she was all, well, that one, I'm sure they probably sell those too. She was all wound up. I'm getting Phantom pajamas. I'm getting Phantom pajamas. Well, they had no Phantom pajamas, so she had to settle for a T-shirt. But, you know, just an example of the merch, right? I mean, they got... Merch like crazy.
0: there, Where is uh, did they, had they just sold out of the pajamas? Or? I don't know.
1: I guess maybe. I'm not sure. They didn't have them on this particular tour, but she was disappointed, but happy to get her T-shirt, but at the same time disappointed. And we were tar- uh, started the show today, and, and we'll maybe talk a bit about this with Dr. Cyrus if we have time. We were talking about the August blues. Is it true? Are you bummed out? Summer's almost over. You know, Christmas decorations are already in the stores. Kids are going back to school. You haven't even started to get ready for that. Listen to this. The latest de stressor, Brett, Uh in Japan. Why does it. It seems like a lot of weird stuff comes from Japan. (laughs) Florida is another one, right? There's always weird stuff out of Florida, but anyhow. So leave it to Japan to invent a relaxation technique that evokes being held hostage at gunpoint. According to Vice. (laughs) I'll get there. Hang on. According to Vice, the country's hot therapy at the moment is called. Oh, boy. Otonomaki? Otomanaki? Adult swaddling. It, it, it The trend is, apparently this is to chill you out, not to get you excited, okay? So get your minds, you know. But, yeah, Autonomaki started a couple of years ago. And, basically, um, you go and this person swaddles you, I guess. I
0: mean, that's, I can't say it any other way. <laughs> And you uh, apparently it works. And it looks like it's, it, it uh, helps you with everything from lousy posture yep. and back pain right. to anxiety and yeah. even postpartum depression. depression.
1: Wow. So, you know, I mean, I, the way I feel about stuff like that is I guess if it works, it, hey, if it yeah. works for you. But I thought that was kind of weird today. So those are a few things that kind of caught my eye as we're getting ready for the show today.
0: Stressed adults pay people to swaddle them like babies. That is a tremendous headline. Mm -hmm. No wonder it caught your attention. Uh, After Global News at 2.30, Dr. Cyrus is here. We're going to talk about should we disconnect from our smartphones. Global News at 2.30 is up next. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson filling in for Greg Mackling for the next couple of days. We are at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. Patio Palooza wraps up today. It is the last time we will be on this rooftop patio here. We've been here the last few Fridays, July and August, and it's been uh, wonderful. They're, they've been great hosts. and They just gave us excellent pizza. Great so. gig,
1: man. Yeah, it's too bad it's ending for you guys. That's a shame. But yeah. I'm glad I got in. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm now glad I snuck things.
1: in here on the last one. <laughs> Dr. Cyrus Dirksen
0: joins us every Friday at 2.30. He is a clinical psychologist. His website, drcyrus.com, And he is here for our anchor leg at Santa Lucia. Dr. Cyrus, welcome back. It's always good to be here, especially... Here, you know, where you get a bit of pizza. Yeah, it's really good. Wear, although, I just I just realized you're wearing a jacket. Like, uh, you're wearing a jacket and a long sleeve shirt. You're sitting in the sun. Like, are you not roasting in there? You know, actually, I'm not that sensitive to
6: temperature. It's always, I'm always the last to notice whether it's hot or cold. I'm always having to watch my clients to see if they're shivering or not. And then I'm <laughs> the one who's like, oh, uh, well, I it's guess like it's cold. Off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so. like a
0: human thermos. It just keeps... Uh, yeah, it keeps I'm,
6: just, sing- I'm always good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say
1: from a listener perspective, Doc, you give great advice. Like oh, you're, you're, thank you. You are very, very good at what you do. If I ever decide... Now, let me ask you a quick question. Oh, okay. Then we'll get into <laughs> what we needed to talk about. Now, is... is uh, I don't have major issues, I don't think, but uh, but we have day-to-day issues, and we all do, that we deal with. Mm -hmm. Is therapy a good idea for somebody who's just dealing with average day-to-day stresses and problems in life? Because, you know, you hear people, you know, in New York, for example, right? Right, right you know mm-hmm. all if you're not in therapy why aren't you in therapy right right, right. so <laughs> is is that something that can
6: help you through life even if it's just an average mundane boring life well i think so i think that um i think there is a idea of being like overtreated uh but Generally speaking, I wish that people would use therapists a little bit more like they use a dentist rather than an emergency room. Right. Uh,
1: Yeah, because that's what we do, right? mm -hmm. We get to that point where we're almost breaking, and then we go, oh, I need help.
6: Yeah, and it it makes it harder. It makes it less likely that you're going to be successful. And, uh, you know, it's better to fix the roof when it's leaking than, you know, when it's caved in. So I think that, you know, I mean, it's a little bit hard for me to see a psychologist because, you know, I know more of them and and things like that, but... (laughs) Uh, you know, if I could, I would, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, it's nice to be able to have some individual attention. It is different than talking to a friend. It's a mm-hmm. bit more unbiased, a little bit more, uh, you know, it, I speak differently in a therapy room than I do in real life. You don't right. have to be as, as, uh, kind of aware. You can talk more about how things are in the research rather than how it feels. And as you're walking down the street and, mm-hmm. and um, so it is different, and
0: and it could be helpful, you know, for anybody. Yeah, you know. But on that flip side too, uh, <clears throat> like Hal mentioned, a lot of people in New York they say they you need to be in therapy. Do uh, I know some people who are are in therapy? Right. But they, I I think that they're in it just so they can tell the world that they're in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. You know, I haven't. It's hard for me to know if that's happening because I'm not the one on the outside hearing them talk about how they're in therapy. I'm just the therapist in the room. Um, I, I, I don't I haven't I don't think I run into a lot of that, but I, I do have this idea that it's out there. Um, there are some people who are in you know in longer term therapy, but most of the people I see, uh, you know, I think they, I you know, I to tell you the truth, I'm not as good at being the like friend therapist, uh, at being like the long term just getting along with you talking about the you know, weather kind of therapist. Uh, I generally, I I tell people when they come in, it's like, wow, you're in a really good mood. Things are really going well in your life. I'm really used to cutting people open like and and fixing things. I'm like, I'm more of a surgeon. And and if you want to feel good and enjoy life, you know, that can last, you know, a session or half a session or something like that. But I just am naturally going to start asking questions and trying to figure out how I can help you. And sometimes that hurts a little bit, you know. So, um, you know, people who see me generally... You know, they they come in, they solve their problems, and then try to fix move things, on. and then move on. Yeah, right. but, a- but I agree, though. Every once yeah. in a while, I have a lot of there. I actually do have a lot of clients who come in. You know, every three months, every six months, maybe once a year, and and that is still productive, even if they are doing well. We kind of, you know, survey things, make sure everything's okay, talk about a few things, get an insight or two, and the hour's Well, and up. you
1: as the expert can maybe spot a warning sign, sure. or, hey, this mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is something you should sort of keep in mind. Yeah. Much like taking your car in for uh, yeah. for maintenance, exactly. as opposed to when it, you know, dies in the road and won't yeah. go anywhere. Definitely, yeah.
0: definitely. Yeah. As a psychologist, uh, do you ever... Find yourself like in when you're not in a therapy kind of situation where you're just like a social gathering, for example. Yeah. Where you, you find yourself sizing people up and thinking that guy needs to be in therapy <laughs> or that guy should come see well, me.
6: People always talk about that with me, and and I try not to, but you know, it's you are yeah. who you are. You or the around. other or the other way around, right? <laughs> hey doc, listen. Yes, um, more of that. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet. Here, I need to talk to you quickly. You know, and right? You know, it's like well, okay, you know. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like you're the <laughs> (laughs) plumber in the room right
1: and i got a leak at home and i don't want to spend 80 bucks an hour to get it fixed yeah exactly that's funny so the big disconnect let's talk about this should Mm. we disconnect and the my gut reaction when brett asked the question Mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the show was yes i think if there's a way that we can put this damn thing down once in a while or turn it off i think that's a good thing
6: Oh, definitely. You know, uh, I remember reading about this just, you know, a, a few months ago where it's an interesting piece of research that was talking about, um, you know, attention. And I always wonder this, because you're always paying attention. Whether you want to or not, you're paying attention to something. Right. And so what's the, why do we say paying attention? You know, what is that? And, and normally, you know, uh, paying, when we say paying attention, usually we're talking about kind of hyper-focus or, or we're talking about paying attention to something you don't really want to pay attention to, like doing math. That I am not to the mathematicians out there, but you know the rest of us who don't, you know, particularly like that, and you know having to do something you don't want to do and having to pay attention to it. So how, but so how do you kind of recover from that? Because even when you're not paying attention to the math or whatever, or you're hyper focusing on a cell phone, how do you recover? And generally, the idea is to let your attention wander, and uh, that's how you recover. So you're still paying attention even if you're sitting at the lake or looking at a fire, but you know you're you're supposed to just allow it to wander as it will, and that's the way to recover. And it was funny. I was, you know, reading about how to, uh, you know, unplug from a cell phone and stuff like this. And they're talking about things like doodling. You know what I mean? This is the kind of thing that helps us to rejuvenate, recover our memory, recover our ability to concentrate. Look at a, look at an aquarium. Go to the lake. Look at some trees. Take a walk. These kinds of things help your just attention to wander, and that actually improves your cognitive ability. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I find that if I am sitting in my living room watching television, if right. I have my phone within arm's reach. It'll take me like two hours to watch a one-hour show sometimes because (laughs) whenever I get to a commercial, I'll pause it, and then I'll, I'll grab my phone, and I'll check instagram or facebook or whatever yep. and then i'll start surfing the web and then suddenly half an hour has gone by and my yep. television still paused and uh <laughs> i have to get up and put my phone in another room because i
6: feel it, it, it's it, a really funny example to say i can't pay attention to my media because my media keeps getting up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> one, one screen or the other right <laughs> cyrus help me help me pay attention to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, this is this is the way it goes. It, it, I mean, apparently, for a lot of people, it's every 15 minutes. If you don't check your phone or something, you start to get, you start to get anxious, and it's almost the expectation that we have for other people because if you text somebody and they don't answer in 15 minutes, right. then what's wrong? They're ignoring me, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody checks their phone every 15 minutes, don't they? And if they checked it and didn't answer, that means now something's wrong, and, and we get annoyed, and and so it's become so like so everywhere and expected that it's kind of fuels itself in a way. You lose friends if you don't text them right
0: away or something like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice, uh, the odd time when you go on vacation, like let's say, uh, I think the last time I went to Las Vegas, it was nice when I got there and I just put my phone in airport mode and just yeah. left it in the hotel room. Oh, well, good for you. Um, beca- and it, it felt freeing. I mm. felt like, oh, I don't have my phone on me and I'm totally okay with that.
6: Well, you know, it's funny because you go to the cabin sometimes with people and mm-hmm. everybody decides maybe to put their phones down for a little longer than normal. And you've got a bunch of people who are going through withdrawal symptoms sitting together and <laughs> they're all getting kind of a little bit cranky and yeah.
1: stuff. <laughs> Here's the problem I have, though. Uh, if I tell myself maybe I'm going to the lake or I've got, you know, mm-hmm. the weekend, I don't have much going on this weekend. And I tell myself, okay, I don't have to worry about stuff now for the next three or four days. Right. And then I can enjoy that three or four days. Mm -hmm. But then when Monday, say, comes, (laughs) I go, oh, no. (laughs) Right? Like I'm able to turn it off and tell myself, no, you don't have to worry about it right now. But then when I have to deal with that stuff. Then I'm yeah. even more stressed out now because the pile is, you know, oh, this deep. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's better. I don't know if I'm better off to deal with it as I go, and this includes phone stuff too, Yeah. or whether I'm better to turn it off and then come back and deal with that big pile after three or four days of
6: yeah. not stressing. I don't know if I have a really good solution for that. I feel like I'm in the same boat. You know, you go to the lake, and I have a private practice, and things happen when you have a private practice. Yeah. And, and I just could relax more if I check the phone You know, in the morning and maybe in the afternoon once and answer some questions, make sure everybody's on the same page and then I know I haven't missed something Mm -hmm. or something's not blowing up on me, you know, and uh, so I don't know. I think it's tough, you know, you have to manage your life and it's tough to figure out. It's nice to go on email every day and just delete a bunch of stuff so you don't end up facing it at the end of the week, but... But I know it, it's also probably better to unplug. I think I go back to that idea where even a few minutes of just being able to doodle and unfocus yourself is mm-hmm. really helpful. So I don't know if it has to be a week. Well Jeff Courier said that, right? We were talking to Jeff at the tail end of his show just
1: before we went on and he said that about solitude and solace, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't do that anymore. We don't take yeah. time mm-hmm. to do nothing or just, you know, think about
6: stuff and yeah. we're go, go, go all the time. Mhm. And, and it's addictive. I mean, they've shown, they've got MRIs of people who are, you know, people who Google and, and are constantly on the, on the Internet. And, and, and especially people who have t- trouble coming off the Internet, who start to have difficulty and, and have anxious symptoms and things like this. Uh, when when you put those people in an MRI and then you put people who are addicted to alcohol in an MRI, their brain scans come out similar. Wow. And uh, so this is a real thing. You know, just because it's not alcohol or cocaine or something like that doesn't mean that your brain isn't really affected by it and that you're mm-hmm. not going to go through withdrawal symptoms
0: when you're off. Yeah. Well, and thanks for bringing up the solitude thing because I actually wrote it down here the value of solitude. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have my pizza plate over top of it. So oh, we'll see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> priorities. That's, that's priorities. A <laughs> that's a problem, Brett. Come on now. But, uh, Jeff, courier was he said yeah I'd be curious to know what dr. Cyrus thinks about that yeah. the value of solitude uh, what do you think about that dr. Cyrus well you know I think that
6: unplugging is important because you know the effects of, of the internet and, and connect and all these all the software really does seem to have an influence on the way that our brains work like it's interesting uh, to say you know our memories become different instead of remembering things, People who are on the internet a lot start to just remember how to find it. Hmm. Uh, so they have their they're using their memory and their memory is functioning well, but they're not actually remembering the facts. They're just remembering, you know, I click here, I click there, right. and then I think it's there. And 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 so I think, I mean, I don't know about you know the you know the exact implications of having you know a week in a monastery or something like that or a vow of silence, you know, those kinds of extremes. Um, but I do know that. Uh, you know, staying connected, having a, a, you know, a multiple source flow of information interferes with your ability to process information and uh, and that it really is having an effect on the modern brain to
0: kind of... And they're starting to document it more. It's coming out more and more what the effects are. Yeah, and the subject of uh, of remembering how to find things as opposed to just remembering them. I think the perfect example is now that everybody carries a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know most of my friends' phone numbers now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I still remember my friend's... Parent's phone number, but when I had to when I yeah. had to phone him when we were teenagers, and I had to mm-hmm. pick up the landline and dial, yep. and then say hi, is Steve yep. there? So I can call that number out yeah. in my memory, but I don't remember Hal's phone number. He just gave it to me the other yeah. day, <laughs> and we
1: just put it in our phone, and never have to remember that again. Yeah. We know where it is in our phone, but we exactly don't uh, right. we don't ever have to remember that.
0: So you mentioned
1: that the MRIs show that you know um, uh, internet addiction, let's call it For internet sure. addiction, shows up in an MRI just the way. Uh, addiction to alcohol does. Is there such a thing as a good addiction, or are all addictions bad? Because some people will say, no problem, I'm on my phone, I'm learning, it's helping me with my work, it's it's a good thing. So if I'm addicted, oh well, it's a good addiction.
6: I think that I mean, there's a kind of more informal use of the word addiction, and then there's a more formal use. Generally, I use the more informal. I think the formal is kind of it has to be generally a substance, and it has to have a physiological response. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing couples come in, and, you know, they switch chairs, and they get upset, and I'm like, you're addicted to that chair. You could almost call it, like, habit formation or things like that. And and I think also what you're talking about is adaptation. I mean, I think it's actually uh, an amazing and, uh, you know amazing thing that our brain can adapt to the modern world as well as it has. And and kind of the the changes it's making are are actually quite functional in a lot of ways. Uh, I think the addiction part comes in when you start to have these negative symptoms when people are trying to do their life. Like, I want to go to the lake or I want to turn my cell phone off for a few minutes and I'm starting to get anxious. You know, that's when you start kind of having these unfortunate consequences and you probably get more into the term of, you know, of an addiction. Right. Um, You know, people can't get off the game especially in adolescence maybe more of a like reliance eh? yeah, a
1: reliance mm-hmm. as opposed to as you said the formal word addictions nothing yeah. any of us want to ever experience right, right
6: exactly but a reliance yeah yeah and i mean people sometimes use the internet and uh, maybe more so than they realize to soothe themselves to kind of deal with problems i've got a stressful thing going on i'll just look at facebook for a while you know like watch youtube for an hour yeah right? exactly yeah. and and we're using it to manage our emotions, and then it becomes a thing where we're managing our own addiction. If I get off the Internet, I start to feel anxious. I look at it again. I feel better. I have a stressful thing in my life. I use the Internet to kind of get a few hits of dopamine in my head, and then I start to feel more connected to other people artificially almost. And you know, So when we use it to manage our emotions, when we have bad responses when we get off,
0: You know, that's when you start getting into a place where it's not as comfortable or or Mm -hmm. or good for your life. We're going to pause our conversation with Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. He is a clinical psychologist. His website, drcyrus.com. We're talking about disconnecting. The value of maybe disconnecting from your cell phone for just a little while. We're sitting on the rooftop patio, Santa Lucia Pizza. Man, I'm glad we're
1: taking a break. i got to check my phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brett McGarry. He's Hal Anderson in for Greg Mackling. Your forecast is up next. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson in for Greg Mackling today as well as Monday. We're at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road, Patio Palooza, Sorry, I'm just. You know what's
1: funny? There's one piece of pizza left oh, yeah. on that on that big plate, and everybody's eyeing it. <laughs> like I think I don't know about you, Brett, but I think I can take Dr. Cyrus. I'm not sure. If I think he, if probably... he decides to go for it, I think I can take him. I, I don't know. Maybe
0: he might be faster than you. <laughs> there's be. some. There's got to be psychology involved here, right? Last oh, piece of yeah, pizza
1: and definitely. like five or six of us. But anyhow, I'm sorry, I'm. It's Friday. And no, We're it's, on the patio at
0: Santa Lucia. Well, and he, what he was doing there was saving me because I was choking on the pizza that I just finished. So, <laughs> well, that Thank too. you, Hal.
3: Yeah,
0: you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> DrSyrus.com <laughs> is the website. He is a clinical psychologist. His name Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. We're talking about disconnecting from your cell phones. And one of the things we haven't talked about yet, Dr. Cyrus, is uh, technology and kids. And I would imagine that that can be a little hairy at times because, I mean... I know that just thinking of my friends and their kids, they have grown up since they were babies oh. playing with smartphones. Oh, so, yeah. what do you do for as a parent in in this modern world when it comes to the the need for technology when you're a kid?
6: Well, I think that you know the answer is a little bit more than yes or no. It's kind of a age developmental kind of thing. Uh, I think as as children get older, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna take them from it, uh, and uh, but I do think that there's there's value in limiting it. Uh, some people believe that you know when a, you know particularly when you get around the teenage years, I think that's when people start to get really concerned because you see these teenage or you don't see the teenagers anymore because they're just in their rooms, and uh, they're they're playing video games all day. And you know some people would say, oh, it's you know it's the video game, it's the video game. But you know for me, when I hear about a teenager who's spending you know 10 hours a day playing video games or and the parents are concerned and their grades are dropping, usually that's actually a sign that there's something else going on with that teenager, hmm. you know, an anxiety issue or some kind of social problem or uh, maybe a problem in school. And um, now it shows up in these kind of video game addictions right. because most children who are who have kind of a, a well-rounded social ability and are you know able in school and are well-functioning, they, they kind of go into the video games, but they will generally prefer to go and play with their friends overspending you know time playing video games so uh especially you know as they move through that stage so i it's not i don't think parents should just be saying well it's the way things work now it's different than when i was younger i think if you see it's it's a warning sign it's a bit of a warning sign Mm -hmm. and and maybe something else is going on and it needs to be it 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 might be good practice to check it out and make sure that everything's okay
1: yeah interesting though that i hadn't really thought about it like that but Mm -hmm. as a parent You know, if you're thinking, you know, gee, Billy is, uh, you know, sure playing computer games a lot, there might Mm -hmm. be something more going on there. So that's a good – you know, parents are always – I think parents – I'm not a parent, but I think Mm -hmm. parents are always looking for those warning signs, right? Like how do I – you know, things are way different now than when I was a kid. How do I – how do I? But it, it's amazing to watch a child that can't speak yet, hmm. but yet they get mom's phone and they know how to swipe, right? You know, they swipe and they this and that. And I'm like,
6: wow. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that we expose our kids to that. Oh, for sure. I know my uh, my kids, they're pretty young and, and they bring the phone to me and they're like oh, you know, what's going on? And it's like, oh, you just called an emergency number, you know? <laughs> it's just like, let's just turn this off yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the ambulance doesn't arrive.
0: <laughs> DrSyrus.com is the website. Once again, his name Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. He is a clinical psychologist and joins us every Friday at 2.30 on 680 CJOB. It's Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson in for Greg Mackling. We are at Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road. You should come and sit on this beautiful rooftop patio. It is a beautiful day. It's not too hot. The occasional breeze knocks our papers off the table, but other <laughs> yeah, than that, right. It is a wonderful day. It's the last day of Patio Palooza, so come on by and say hi to me and Hal if you have time. Greg Mackling is back on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I'm in again on Monday,
0: right? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Yeah, Greg got a really tough assignment. He has a golf tournament. To attend, yes, so he's going to be flying the flag for 680 CG. That's all right, though. He's going to jump on,
1: right? He's going to get on the show once in a while. That's right. I yeah, he's so, going yeah. to be
0: doing some hits with us. But yeah. this uh, this next topic actually was brought to our attention by Greg, who has, in case you didn't know, Greg uh, a few years back suffered a traumatic brain injury. He's made he's made this. Told his story many times before he was in a car and good crash. good for him
1: for doing it, man. I'm telling you, I, when I first heard him tell that story, I was choked up and in tears. Yeah. And, I mean, just to hear him, you know, be so open and honest with listeners about that is is just truly amazing. Sorry to interrupt, but just from a listener perspective, because, as you know, I love you guys and I love your show. But just listening to him talk about that, just, uh, wow, that's very courageous. And, and him sharing that helped so many other people. Uh, whether they have a brain injury or whether they know of somebody who's dealing with it, so just you know, good on good on Greg for doing that.
0: And this weekend, there is on Sunday, in fact, Sunday, August 27th, it is the 13th annual walk in support of the Manitoba Brain Injury association it's happening at 10 o'clock 10 a.m. at assiniboine park to tell us more about this we have david sullivan on the line he is the executive director of the manitoba brain injury association david thank you so much uh for joining us and why don't we uh, we start there with greg uh hal just said you know greg talking about it helps a lot of people is it do do people sometimes with brain injuries feel like they have nowhere to no one to talk to
7: Well, no one to talk to, but an injury, the disability, makes you very isolated. You know, your brain controls everything, anything and everything. And so each injury is so different. A person, you know, but generally persons usually experience memory loss or trouble recalling information. And with that, you're afraid to, to go out in public, to socialize, to connect with friends. Or you may connect with friends, and phone them 15 times a day to make sure they're still meeting you for coffee or at Santa Lucia Pizza at 7 o'clock tonight. And friends don't understand that. You know, after time, people start to avoid, and people living with brain injury find themselves very isolated. So
0: if you have a, if you're, you've, you've gone through a brain injury for a lot of people who, who do suffer brain injuries, they, they, they end up losing a a part of what they, of who they once were, right? Absolutely.
7: Absolutely. So how do they. It's life altering. It's life altering. Again, I mean, some of the, I always say, you know, when you hear brain injury, people always think it, it it's an intelligence thing. Absolutely nothing to do with that. It's, it's my ability maybe to recall things or to explain myself clearly, or I get tired because I have to think a 100 times harder than you about doing something because I have to think of each step, and I never had to do that before. Yeah,
1: I, and I think, too, it must be... It must be because everybody's brain injury is different. And so everybody right. is affected differently by it. So it must be really challenging treating uh, somebody with a, with a brain injury.
7: Well, and not only does it affect that individual, but their family, yeah, friends. Right. It's not just that individual, but is the people around them, they're affected. They don't understand. You look the same, but you're not the same. mmm where did you go?
1: Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, as uh, knowing you were coming on today, I remember being not very old, but I remember a, a family friend being in a motorcycle accident, and uh, he survived, but uh, he was. My my parents would just say to me, "Well, he's just not the same anymore," and right. it really does make the person different in some ways, doesn't it?
7: Yeah. It does.
1: And people don't necessarily know how to handle somebody who they knew maybe for 20 years. All of a sudden, they're just different. Often, those people will, you know, move on, maybe not call them as often. I I can understand completely how it must be horribly isolating for somebody dealing with this.
7: Well, and if you think for yourself today what you're doing, I mean, you love, obviously, you love your job. You have a lot of enthusiasm. That's all taken away from you. You don't, you know, you, you're you going to be angry. Life yeah. as you know it is different. Right. You can't do what you used to do. And and so that anger surfaces sometimes, you know, that frustration. And it was, for some people it's hard even to cook a meal.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I so, can't,
7: can't imagine. No. no. And that's why we... Have the walk any chance we can to increase awareness, to just get the word out there that we exist, and uh, come for some fellowship. Obviously, the walk is about raising money, too, but you know what? There's so many people, when they listen to your show today, we'll probably see them Sunday, Mm -hmm. because they said, I never knew you existed. Right.
0: Well, what does the Manitoba Brain Injury Association do?
7: What do we do? We do a, a range of things. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here, but uh, we provide support, so individual and group. We do that for people who live with a brain injury as well as for family members. We do education uh, for high school students that are just learning to drive so that they make some informed decisions when they're behind the wheel, taking risks as adolescents do, uh, but some of those consequences. Do you want to live with a brain injury? you want to get into that car with that person drinking and driving, do you, do you really think it's safe to text? And do you know the ramifications of that? Mm-hmm. So we do that weekly through the school year. We um, do advocacy for people, like help them sort out. When you can't go, like two and two isn't four anymore. So you need help getting some of your life organized and financially organized and so we'd help people with that how to navigate systems to maybe access some rehab because if you if you can't remember you don't get to appointments you forget appointments and we're just not very understanding about this hidden disability yeah. We just assume people aren't interested in coming anymore. Or, gee, they wasted my time. I had The appointment was there, and they didn't show. Yeah. That's it. It's canceled.
1: Yeah, hidden, dis- hidden disability. That's a, a that's a wonderful way of putting it. Uh, so let's get a couple of details in here because we're just about out of time. So 10 a.m., Assiniboine Park on Sunday. Everybody's invited, right? You've got entertainment and yeah, all kinds absolutely. of other stuff. It's about awareness. It's about raising money. But people can just show up?
7: Yes, Yeah, it's by the conservatory. Big white tent.
1: All right. David Sullivan, executive director of the Manitoba Brain Injury Association. Looks like you're going to have nice weather on Sunday. Best of luck with it.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you very much, David. We appreciate the access once again. 13th annual walk-in support of the Manitoba Brain Injury Association this Sunday at Assiniboine Park at 10 a.m. We are going to... Look at traffic, as well as weather, and then give some stuff away. It's all starting up next. Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson, Santa Lucia Pizza, St. Mary's Road, Patio Palooza. It is the last one, the last time we're going to be here. We've been here every Friday for the last couple of months. And right now, I think it is time. We have some stuff to give away. We have two tickets to see Rick Springfield, and we can't go through the week without playing this song. Oh, good. I've been waiting. Savannah, do you have that audio handy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just
0: girl? <laughs> Oh, I'm in high school again. Yeah, it's night. the song you hear at every yeah. single Manitoba social. You betcha. Uh, it's a, it's one of the quintessential social songs. It is. Yeah. And uh, we have two... No, we don't just have two tickets. We have two pairs of tickets nice. because we did forget to give them away on Wednesday. This show is happening Wednesday, August 30th at Burton Cummings Theatre. The question for today... Which character did Rick Springfield play on the most recent season of Supernatural? I want to make sure that Rick Springfield fans get these tickets. Right. So I think a Rick Springfield fan would probably know the answer to this question. Now, I think
1: from listening to the Couch Potatoes,
0: that is one of the shows you watch, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't watch that show, so I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, maybe a Rick Springfield fan might know, or maybe a fan of Supernatural might know. I don't know. But 204-780-6868 is the number to call if you know which character Rick Springfield played on the most recent season of Supernatural. He was great, by the way, in that role. Yeah, I just want to quickly mention this, uh, Hal. I mean, my buddies at uh, at Torque Brewing—they've been good friends to to us in the radio station. Very
1: good friends. I've seen you walking around with their product.
0: Yeah. Uh, they must really like you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to wish them a, a Hoppy Can anniversary. I didn't come up with that. That's right on the <laughs> oh, invitation. Oh, that's good though. <laughs> hoppy Can anniversary. It's their first anniversary tomorrow, oh, and nice. they're they're hosting an event all day. From noon until 11 o'clock at their uh, their location at King Edward Street, and uh, they've got a uh, special beer that they've been aging for like six months in a wine barrel. Cool. That they're gonna roll out for you tomorrow. Uh, it's the launch. It's called Inception. Their barrel aged saison. And there's also going to be. And this is sort
1: music. of one only, one barrel. That's it when it's gone,
0: yep. eh? Pretty much. That's cool. It's just for the event tomorrow, as far as I understand. Mm. And thirty percent of their beer sales are going to be donated to cancer care, Manitoba. Good so that's them. pretty cool. So happy anniversary to Torque Brewing. And then, when are, you're doing something on Monday, aren't you? Yeah. You're judging uh, that uh, beer competition. Yeah, it's the the Battle of the Wits or the Wheat's. It's uh, between Torque and Barnhammer Brewing. It's a, it's happening at uh, the Grove, mm-hmm. and there it's also that's also a charity thing. I'm just trying to find the details on that. I'll tell
1: you what, as you look for the details there, I'll tell you what, this is what we need to do more of in this community, is if you've got a good idea, or even, it doesn't even have to be on a big scale, right, even just a little family thing, you know what, figure out a way to raise a couple of bucks for a good cause or a cause that you believe in. I, I love this. I'll talk nonstop on the radio or on the street, if people will stop and listen to me about events, I don't care if they're making a buck. They're in business. They, they have to make a buck, but I love it when they give back to a cause in the community like
0: that. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's happening Monday, and it's uh, all proceeds will go to United Way Winnipeg's Coats for Kids. So that's pretty cool. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that on Monday as well. But in the meantime, while well, Savannah's looking for a winner for the Rick Springfield tickets, we're going to pause, check your forecast, and then sports starting in two minutes. Mackling and McGarry with Hal Anderson, the 34th greatest Canadian of all time, filling in for Greg Mackling today as we wrap up Patio Palooza at Santa Lucia Pizza. It's been a great two months. Every Friday we've been sitting here on the rooftop patio. Before I forget, I just got to quickly mention one. Ron Kazuzek actually couldn't make it today. He won the $100 uh, tab uh, on CGOB.com. He couldn't make it, so his wife is here. To enjoy the $100 tab, his wife and daughter are here on the rooftop patio. She came over to and say Mike, hi. And, Mike, if
1: you're listening, some strange man is over there with her. I'm not <laughs> sure. They seem to be
0: really enjoying the booze today. 100 bucks here? Man, are you kidding me? Oh, I could go crazy. Yep. Wow. And uh, we also have to congratulate Monica and Gail. They won the Rick Springfield tickets. We had two pairs of tickets up for grabs. Uh, he's playing Wednesday, August 30th at the Burt Cummings Theater. Yep. The, the question was, which character did Rick Springfield play on the most recent season of Supernatural? And the answer was Lucifer. Oh, he really? played the devil. Oh, wow. And he was really good at it. Huh. I was sad when they because uh, he, he played like the, the shell. He was just sort of a host body right. for Lucifer. Yeah. So when his turn came up, I was sad huh. that he went away. Yeah. So uh, he did a great job. Now, our next guest, uh, it's funny how this sort of came together. Last week, our server, Kenny, he says, hey, I've got this uh, event coming up. It's called the Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge. And it's ha- and we said, okay, that's it. Sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball. You had us at Dodgeball. Yeah, so right. Kenny Morissette is the founder of the Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge, which I can't believe I've never heard of this. This has been going for
8: 10 years now, Kenny? Yeah. It is. Uh, thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, this is the 11th year. The uh, reason you might not have heard about the Throwdown Challenge, previously it was known as the Industry Dodgeball Challenge. Okay. So it's something that we put together uh, that was exclusive to staff and management for restaurants and bars here in Winnipeg. Um, after doing it all these years, we just saw the, the growth and the excitement and the opportunity for team building behind it, and we decided that was something that we want to put out there for everybody else to enjoy as well. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so this year the Throwdown Challenge, uh, Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge will be happening. Um, and we'll be offering two divisions. So we'll still have that industry division, which is exclusive to the to the restaurant crowd. Yeah,
0: hospitality um,
1: people. the
8: hospitality people. Um, and then we also have the open division, which is for everybody else. So,
0: how many people do you get normally?
8: Um, well, this year our goal is to have 60 teams. So we're hoping to have 30 uh, teams in each division. Uh, 60 teams. It's a uh, Usually around, well, it's you need 10 people to play. Uh, we always recommend 15. Dodgeball is pretty darn intense. Yeah. Um, and some teams will come out with 20 just to get their staff, uh, friends, just out to enjoy the day. Yeah. So anywhere from 800 to uh, 1,200 people should be playing dodgeball. So uh,
1: if somebody out there says, yeah, I can get 15 people together, let's enter, uh, how do they do that
8: quickly? Uh, right now it's strictly through Facebook. So we have a link through Facebook that will bring you to all the information you need for yep. entering the team. Uh, Facebook, it is the do- uh Sorry, the Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge. Yep. Um, also, for information, you can also email us at uh, uh, throwdowndodgeball@gmail.
1: And, fo- and a quick follow-up: What the heck is it with dodgeball? It's everywhere, man. This is huge. Like that's this is what we did when you know when I was a kid in in school, and now
8: there are tournaments and fundraisers, and dodgeball is huge. It's it's growing huge. Um, it's neat. When I first did this, the reason I got into it is I was uh, volunteer at my son's after school program. Um, and every day it was dodgeball, dodgeball, dodgeball. And one day it just hit me. You know what? My friends would love to do this as yeah. well. So I threw out my first event in uh, 2006. We had six different restaurants and bars come compete, and it's gone ever since. Uh, dodgeball, though, it's been neat to see. So I've always been into watching what's going on dodgeball. It's growing and it's growing. Uh, right now there's a, a new governing body. It's Dodgeball Manitoba, um, where they're taking it serious. Mm-hmm. I know our provincial team just won the Western Championships. Uh, so dodgeball is a growing sport, what's great about it it's for everybody. You know, everybody can get out do it. It's such a great way to keep shape. Everybody has done it before. Yeah. It's not you don't need specialized. You don't need
0: a bunch tra- of equipment.
1: No,
8: you don't need yeah. specialized training. You just need to get out there and dodge and throw.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you know, I think in the last decade or so, dodgeball. I mean, it, it always gets associated with the film dodgeball. Yeah. And it's hard to, on one hand, not think about dodgeball and sort of smile and chuckle. But then when I actually think about when I used to play dodgeball when I was a kid, it is an intense
8: game. Right, it is hardcore. It is. It's, it, it is. it's uh, as we were talking before. Before we get the event going, we really stress you need to get on stretch. Yeah. Um, I know myself personally. A couple of years that I always make sure I compete and I get into a couple of games, uh, but I've pulled a hamstring. I've pulled some muscles. Um, it is as intense as you get. So yeah. if you're not if you're not fully in shape and you know, which many people have come out to enjoy this. They forget just how well, intense it can be. Well, they think
1: dodgeball. Ball, well, it's a ball, you know. They probably think I can handle this, and you're right. It's intense.
8: Yeah, and yeah. you know what? It's hard not to step away from the competition side mm-hmm. of it. So even if you, you know, you're not really a competitor, once you have dodgeballs thrown at you and have a ball and have opportunity to throw it at somebody else, you get into it, yeah. and you forget, and sometimes you kind of go a little bit too far. Um, as far as what your abilities are, as far as how much you want to be able to hit somebody with a ball and get them out.
0: <laughs> it's pro- it must be a good game to, to play if you have a, a lot of steam to blow off, I would
8: imagine. Yeah, you know what? And it's neat, actually, as through the years that I've been doing this, a lot of people have terrible memories of dodgeball as a kid. Uh, you know being attacked with these balls they, they're like i'm not playing that sport
1: well for. isn't that funny you'd say that because i was a i was i'll say it, fat kid i was a big kid right and nobody wanted me on their team <laughs> right Yes. Yeah, because so, i mean you know i'm a big target right but yeah so you're right you're i think i'm sorry finish your thought but yeah you're right people have horrible memories
8: yeah but once they get out there and they play it again they're like oh yes and yeah. about getting lo- getting rid of this steam. it's neat to watch yeah. people do get rid of this steam. yeah um uh, just having that opportunity to compete in a in a sport and yeah i'll call it a Sport dodgeball is definitely a sport. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. to let off some steam. Yeah,
0: so this is uh, you're going in year 11 now. How many uh, people did you have in it last year?
8: Uh, last year was a bit of a rebuild for us. So we did uh, some management uh, switch ups, um, uh, a new partner got involved with it, and we wanted to start off small, just having a new team putting this out there. So we uh, had a smaller event, it was 19 teams that came out. Uh, a, a blast, though. We have a, actually a great video on our uh, Facebook. If you want to see what dodgeball is about, there's a great recap video that shows the style that we presented in and, and just the smiles that are on everyone's faces. Um, the best we've ever done with this event is we had 42 teams out. Wow. So 42, 42 different restaurants and bars came out uh, with DJs, beer gardens, and competed at dodgeball.
1: And you want 60 this year. We're seven? hoping uh, 60 is yep. it.
8: Yeah, we got to be careful with our growth. Um, we we ref all the games, so all the refs, all the games are fully refed. Uh, we just want to make sure our growth doesn't get ahead of us yeah. and not be able to put on the perfect events. Right. So.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not just dodgeball. You're going to have all sorts of entertainment and stuff throughout. Yeah, right? It's a so big we have, party.
8: It's a, it's, a, it's a huge party. It's a, it's a huge celebration. Um, as I said, some teams come out and they really compete for the Cup. Some teams come out because it's just a great day to celebrate. You know, it's the end of the summer. Mm. Uh, what a perfect way to kind of wrap it up.
0: All right. Well, hey, Kenny Morissette, thank you once again for joining us. It's Sunday, September 17th, Maple Grove Rugby Park, the Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge. And one more time, Kenny, how do people get involved? Where do they go for information? Uh, you're
8: gonna find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. But Facebook, it is uh, uh, Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge. Uh, you can also send us an email, uh, throwdowndodgeball at g- gmail.com. All right.
0: Kenny Morissette, Throwdown Dodgeball Challenge happening Sunday, September 17th, Maple Grove Rugby Park. It's Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson at Santa Lucia Pizza on St. Mary's Road. Patio Palooza wraps up starting in two minutes. It's Brett McGarry with Hal Anderson. Patio Palooza, Santa Lucia Pizza, rooftop patio, St. Mary's Road. It is our, we're final. We have 11 minutes left, Hal. So we we can enjoy it. And we have Richard Cloutier in the studio to tell us about what's coming up in the news.
9: Hello there, Richard. Hey, guys. And Julie here is uh, is here as well. She was just waiting for her theme music to, to come in. <laughs> ah, the squeaky chair. There <laughs> you go. No,
10: actually, I was uh, corresponding with a radio station personality out of Corpus Christi, Texas, hoping uh, to get him on, and I, I still am. He's actually been evacuated, so we'll uh, find oh out about God. what is what he's dealing with as, was, as someone I, evacuated.
1: I was just saying to uh, Brett, this storm is going to be huge. Like, it has potential to be massive.
9: It does, and over several days as well, and uh, we're used to flood conditions, very predictable flood predict, uh, conditions here in the Red River Valley come springtime, but what they're dealing with there... Uh, is something that they've dealt with before but not in recent history so we're keeping an eye on hurricane harvey throughout the afternoon and into the evening here on 680 cjob we've also we're also speaking with uh, nicole bell who is a retail and trends expert at google and the 90s are very popular again this year back to school. There is one item that was very popular in the 90s that is making a comeback. We'll learn more about that uh, just after 4.15 this afternoon.
10: And if you are doing some shopping with your kids, getting them a new backpack, we'll have some tips to protect their back with that new backpack. Again, we will take you to that Corpus Christi area and get a little bit more on that. And we've got tickets to give away to Shania Twain. And it all centers around what she revealed today, why she dropped Brad Pitt's name in the song, That Don't Impress Me Much. So we'll use her song and tell you why Brad Pitt makes an appearance in that song.
1: Julie, do you like her new one? Life's About to Get Good?
10: I do like her new one. I like her
0: new one a lot.
1: Yeah,
10: yeah. I I think she's fantastic. She always puts on a good show. She's uh, upbeat and I'm glad she's back.
0: Absolutely. Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham, thank you very much. The news from 4 until 7 on 680 CJOB. And Hal, I, we didn't uh, have time to play the uh, the movie feature that I put together, but you'll hear that at uh, oh, 5.45. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, how yeah. can
1: it be Friday and one of the couch potatoes here and we don't talk movies? Come yeah. on.
0: So uh, we'll, we'll hear that feature in full at 5.45 on the news with Richard Cloutier okay, and Julie great. Buckingham. But I will quickly tell you, of all the movies that are out this week and the one I'm most excited about is not a new movie. It's In fact, it's a classic film. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, is back in theaters this week for one week only. Really? Because James Cameron has converted it to 3D. Oh, you're kidding. And And I'm telling you, man, I was
1: just... I went and saw... Uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie in 3D. Oh, yeah? They have got that 3D thing figured out, man. Like, I I can't imagine it ever getting better. Because I'm of the generation, right, with the little glasses with the blue and the yellow and the little paper glasses (laughs) that wouldn't stay on your
0: face. Yep. All the fantastic 3D now. Yeah, and James Cameron, I mean, when he uh, did Avatar, like, that movie, Avatar is, it's an okay movie. Yeah. But when it came out, he, James Cameron, essentially pioneered this 3D technology, like his own mm-hmm. technology, and it was so good. I saw it, and I needed to see the movie again, like immediately, yeah. because it was like watching a dream unfold. Right. And uh, so, converting movies to 3D typically doesn't work all that well, but I don't think James Cameron would release it and if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't yeah, good. Right. He does not cheap out on anything. And the reason why he's releasing it now is because it coincides with the 20th anniversary of Judgment Day in the film. Like, the film was set in 1991, but right. Judgment Day was supposed to be August 29th, 1997, right? That's mm-hmm. what they were trying to stop yeah. from happening. So that's why it's coming wow, out that's this a week. bit
1: of a stretch, though, to come up with an anniversary, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, know. But, I mean, why not, right? It's you know, He's going to sell a ton of tickets and make a lot of money. But
0: I think so. That's so, funny. So that's, uh, that's new in theaters this week, just for one week. Also, Wonder Woman is back. If you still haven't seen Wonder Woman, Gotta they, see that. they re-released good. it. It's playing at the IMAX Theater. At Polo Park, uh, but they're also they've also re-released it uh, in other theaters as well, like Grand Park. Yeah. Landmark Cinemas has it, so if you haven't seen Wonder Woman, you can check that out. And then there's uh, there's a movie called Birth of the Dragon. It's about a young up and coming Bruce Lee huh. and his controversial fight with uh, Kung Fu master Wong. Jackman, but I think Terminator 2 would be my recommendation. And of course, if you don't care about the movies, Game of Thrones season finale is on Sunday. Yeah. And then that's it now, or they've got one more season? One more season of Game of Thrones after this. We might not actually see it until 2019, though. They're going to
1: hold off, eh? Well,
0: they might have to. That, that, oh my god, I hope that isn't the case, because... 7 episodes has not been enough. It's yeah. uh, my favorite favorite TV show by far, so. eh? That would be your favorite? I think so. Yeah, I think I've got Why is it Guardians. though? Like, you
1: know, there's a year left on it, but I'm kind of weird because I'll get to a point where I go, "Well, it's ending or it's over. I don't want to binge and watch it now. I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch it now." Really? I, yeah, I don't know. That's just me, I guess.
0: Well, it's got one more. E- well, then that yeah. makes it easier. Because right, because now, you know now I can binge site.
1: and then watch the last season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that.
1: Yeah. All I right. Highly
0: recommend it. That's yeah. all the time we have. Hal Anderson, thank you so much for yep. joining us. Talk him to you today. Monday. And uh, Patio Palooza has wrapped up at Santa Lucia Pizza, but the rooftop patio is beautiful. Come by, enjoy yourself, have some pizza. The news is coming up next.